coaches, what is up? Welcome to Keep Your Pads Down, your podcast for all things defensive line play. So wherever you're listening across this great land of ours, thank you for checking us out today. If you're a first-time listener to the podcast, we especially appreciate you joining us today. We are well into season three, and we'll actually celebrate three years of KYPD this week, uh, the 26th to be exact, which is when our first episode ever dropped back uh, in 2019. You know, we've come a long way since then, talked to a lot of football, met a bunch of unbelievable coaches, and I'm so thankful that you guys are taking some time to give us a listen today. You know, um, I, I haven't done it in a while, but every now and then I'll, I'll go back and listen to a few of those, those first episodes, those early episodes, and I feel like I need to go back and apologize to all those guys who came on early on. Their stuff is great. Uh, some of our best guests were right there in those first few episodes because you know, they had no idea what they were getting into. But going back and listening to me is kind of like looking at pictures of yourself from middle school. Like at the time, you thought the you know the frosted tips and the hookah shell necklace was looking awesome, but now you just realize how ridiculous you look. But that's that's kind of how I feel going back and listening to myself on those early episodes. So if you do go back and give those a listen, which I would recommend, cut me some slack. Appreciate the growth, which is the same thing I would ask of you today because you know, even though we're almost – uh, three years into this thing, I'm still figuring this stuff out and, and working through the kinks. And each week is an adventure. So thank you for hanging with us. We have a great episode lined up for you today. That is a bona fide defensive line clinic. But before we get to our conversation with Coach Beckwith today, I want to tell you about our sponsors. who We are once again proud to be working with on this season of KYPD. First up, let me tell you about our friends at GoEdit Graphics. GoEdit Graphics allows any coach to create custom graphics in minutes by changing the colors, text, and images of their templates to make it your own. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, to name a few. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. GoEdit Graphics is a great way to showcase all your sports and athletes, and subscriptions are for 12 months, and they include unlimited graphics. In fact, they've added some really sharp-looking new templates this year, and they'll keep adding those, and you'll definitely want to go and check those out. Also, if you check out our Twitter feed today and see the graphic that we posted with this episode link for Coach Beckwith, that entire graphic was created by me in just a few minutes with GoEdit. I picked the pictures I wanted to use, changed the colors and the text to what I wanted the graphic to say, and bam, I'm done. So the process is super easy. It's user-friendly. And just like last season, mention keep your pads down when you're ordering and receive $25 off your Showcase yearly package. Showcase your athletes with custom-made graphics in less than two minutes with GoEdit Graphics. Next up, many of you listen to this podcast each week to hear from great coaches and learn more football, which is awesome. But you should also go and check out our friends at Our Coaching Network, where they have hours of online clinics available right now and brand new clinics going off live every week. This week on Our Coaching Network, they're hosting a five-hour clinic beginning at 9 a.m. on Friday and running until noon. Then they'll pick back up with one final talk at 4 p.m. Central. And this clinic will feature coaches from uh, Gardner-Webb University, Northern Illinois, Notre Dame, uh, and the Carolina Panthers, among others. And the best thing is that this clinic benefits the Ronald McDonald House. So this is a chance for you to hear some outstanding speakers, uh, learn some football, talk some football, and contribute to a great cause all in one day. So get on over there now and create your account today. If you do have an account, then that clinic is at your disposal anytime you want to access it. Subscriptions are super affordable, and you can cancel at any time. Start connecting with and learning from coaches all across the country today with our coaching network. Okay, well, today, like I already mentioned, we have a straight-up 
D-line clinic lined up for you today when we sit down with Northwestern State defensive line coach Kevin Beckwith. And we work through his coaching progression, including some unique stuff that they do with their stances. And then we look at some of the demon D-line everyday drills to round things out. Uh, this is one of those episodes that is a comp. Now, this is one of those episodes that is accompanied with video and drill tape. So if you want to watch that, you can do that by checking out our YouTube channel, a link to which can be found in the show notes of this episode or on our Twitter feed. Anyway, let me tell you a little about Coach Beckwith. He's a rising young coach who is someone uh, who has definitely earned his way to the spot where he is now. He started out as a, a student coach at the University of Louisiana under then head coach Mark Hudsmith, and then later as a graduate assistant under then head coach Billy Napier. In 2019, Coach Beckwith followed Coach Hudspeth to Austin P University, where he served as the assistant defensive line coach before being promoted to the defensive line coach for the Governors during the 2020 season. Coach returned to his native Louisiana in the summer of 2021 to serve as Northwestern State's defensive line coach and was also selected to participate in the NFL Bill Walsh Minority Fellowship, working under the Cleveland Browns organization during the 2021 offseason. Today, Coach Beckwith and I talk about his coaching career up to this point, and they get into his coaching progression, which, which is categorized by the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. Hopefully, I spelled that correctly. Otherwise, it would be really ironic if I didn't. Anyway, it stands for Situation, Stance, Mode, Alignment, Assignment, Read Key, and Technique. And within that progression, there is a ton of great stuff. So if you're needing a, to spice up your individual period, shore up some holes in your own coaching progression, or if you just want to hear some outstanding D-line talk, then this is the episode for you. So grab your Pilot G2 pen and your yellow notepad and get ready to burn that thing up because Coach Beckwith is bringing the heat today on episode number 123 of KYPD. Coach Beckwith, welcome to KYPD. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate you having me on, Ty. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. Okay, Coach, so you just wrapped up your first season uh, there in Natchitoches as the D-line coach here at Northwestern State. But uh, today, like we do every week, we're going to start off by taking things back to the beginning, which is for, for you is New Orleans, Louisiana. So uh, take us through your journey through the game of football up to this point. I guess my I started playing really, really early in my life, you know, four or five years old. Uh, you know, I grew up watching my uh, older cousin, Derek Beckwith. He played at LSU, played middle linebacker at LSU. And uh, we always would go to Baton Rouge and be, you know, big, big Tiger fans, big LSU fans. Uh, he ended up going to the NFL. And then my, uh, my younger cousin, he ended up uh, going play linebacker at LSU as well. So, you know, Football has always been a part of my family. You know, I started playing early and then uh, all the way throughout high school. Uh, so I had a severe injury with my back. I had a severe spinal injury that sidelined me. It took away my career. And that really, you know, what is what, you know, got me into coaching. Uh, you know, I, I was an undergraduate student assistant at the University of Louisiana. You know, that's where I started. Uh, you know, I, I, I like to call it, you know, the walk-on coach. I, I, I walked on as a coach. I didn't get paid. You know, I was in the office till three o'clock in the morning, you know, not, not having a job, you know, the, the 
typical struggle that you you hear about. And, you know, that really, you know, cemented, you know, all the the grind and everything that really made me appreciate what we had to do. So just putting in all those hours, you know, making sure that, you know, everything was done right, you know, getting to start with Coach Hud. He really gave me my first opportunity. He saw the best of me. He showed me exactly what it meant to come in to work and grind every day. And I was doing it for free. And that's what really made me have to enjoy this stuff, you know, making sure that I came to work with a positive mindset every day. Uh, and then, you know, just progressing through my career, I got uh, promoted three times throughout that organization, uh, two times under Coach Hud and one time uh, with Billy Napier. Uh, he kept me on his staff his first year at the University of Louisiana. Uh, that's a tremendous blessing, you know, being in that transitional period of my career. Uh as a quality control coach. And then I ended up getting a, my first full-time job at Austin Peay State University uh, with Coach Hud. He left uh, the University of Louisiana and got the job at Austin Peay. And that that was my first full-time job. I'm really thankful for that. We went to the first round of playoffs, first time in school history. Uh, you know, we top we were top five in the country in rushing defense. Uh, and then went to the third round playing Montana State uh, you know, a really big experience for me, you know, seeing that that environment and, and whatnot. And then getting this this job down here back at back at home in Natchitoches, Louisiana and Northwestern State with Coach Laird has been a big deal to me as well. So that's where we at so far. So I I, I talked to the uh, or I asked this question a lot um of guys who GA'd who are who are student assistants who kind of came up through that type of of um environment. What were some of those things, those those invaluable lessons that you learned during those early days when like when you when you talked about when you're in the office till 3 a.m., breaking down film, probably doing room checks and class checks on kids and setting up recruiting visits? Like what were some of those lessons that you took away from that that time? No job small enough, man. That's the number one thing I took away from it. You know, a guy named Devin Dakota, uh, he told me that when he was uh a GA, I was kind of looked up to him. Uh, when I was a student assistant, he was his graduate assistant. And I remember vividly, we were outside picking up trash, uh, you know, getting ready for an official visit weekend. And, uh, you know, he he was big. He's he, That's all I remember him saying was no jobs big enough uh, or no jobs small enough uh, to, to do as a, even at, right now, I'm a full-time position coach and I try to teach my the GAs that we have in our organization. Look, do the small things. People, people, you know, they see that. People see when you do the the little things, and the little things add up in your organization. I'm big on culture, making sure that, you know, I'm doing my job to, to the best of my ability. If I see a piece of trash outside on the ground, make sure we're picking that up. And, uh, you know, just the little things add up. So that's the, the major thing. And, no, you know, when you're in that position right there and you're trying to work your way up, People, people see that and they, people appreciate that when they move on, they want to bring you a part of their, uh, their journey because they know that you're going to, you got the right mindset to, to get the job done. You mentioned Coach Hudspeth there. I actually played against him when he was coaching in North Alabama and he had those really good teams there at UNA. And other than, and than Coach Hud, who are some other coaches who have kind of really helped you along the way and poured into you and helped lead you along in this profession? You know, the big one right now, uh, you know, that sticks out is, you know, Billy Napier. He obviously had a, you know, what he did at the University of Louisiana, just seeing, 
the culture, how, you know, they, they, that was their, their motto or their, their team slogan was culture. And, you know, it started within, it started with, you know, personally, you know, tapping into that mindset, you know, of talking to that voice in your head, that, that, that discipline that you need to have every day to carry out your duties as, as a member of a team. And then uh, as we get into football, you're going to hear me start talking about the weight room, like how that translate into translates into, you know, the football field. And one thing, you know, I just vividly remember coach hockey, uh, coach Napier put all the young coaches in the weight room and it's a humbling experience. You think, Oh, I, you know, I, I'm a, I didn't work my way up. And, but you, you start, you start back at the bottom, you get back in the weight room, but coach hockey, the strength coach at the time, he talked about how he sees the, the weight room as a football field. And that really, uh, I think that really helped my my coaching career as well. Just seeing, you know, when you get in the stands, you you want to make sure that you're getting, you know, a good base, just like you're getting in, in, in a squat rack. You want to make sure that you're getting in a good base, have a good, you know, the the leverage and everything that we talk about in the weight room, it translates to the football field. So, you know, two guys that, that stood out to me. And then also some mentors, you know, Melvin Smith, uh, older coach, he was a, well, you know, SEC coordinator, position coach yeah, for a long time. He's been everywhere. Yeah, uh, he's been everywhere. So he he was at university, the University of Louisiana with myself. He and along with Coach Charlie Harbison, Coach Cheese, um, those guys, you know, t- tapped into me with the from the spiritual aspect, you know, uh, teaching me the proverbs of the Book of Wisdom. You know, uh, every. You know, then Coach Hud, he's a hell, he's a hell of a coach, man. He's a uh, he he gets a team going. He understands what it takes to to win championships. You know, so uh, some some big time big time guys that, that helped me out in my career. Yeah, absolutely, definitely some 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 great guys on that list. So when when you make the transition from being an assistant, you know, or a quality control or a GA or whatever, to now you are. Uh, a full-time coach, a position coach, you have your own room. What's that like, that transition like? And how do you establish yourself as a, as the, as a position coach, you know, in control of your own room? Uh, you know, what's that like and that process like? It's interesting because you, you now you get your, your first shot. You know, you've been waiting for this moment to hold. You know, you've been working for it for, you know, however long you've been doing it, undergrad and, QC and GAN and you you kind of have an idea of what what you need to get done. Uh, but it's 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 awesome because you whatever you put, whatever's on tape, that's on you. That's that's on you. So now it's nobody, you know, and it's always you always trying to work up to something. You know, a lot of guys in my position, the D-line coach, some guys want to be the coordinator, or some guys want to be the head coach. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, until you get into that position, you never know, you know, you have to, when you're the defensive coordinator, you have to, you're going to be the first guy in the, in line, in the guillotine. You know, if something goes wrong, you're going to be the guy that, so you have to assume those, you know, you have to assume those risks and uh, take the, those risks in. And, you know, you got to make sure that you're doing the best job you can every day to get your guys ready to go uh, in, in that regard. Yeah, that's always tough because, you know, even for me being a high school coach, when, when you when you are, um, you know, the guy 
and 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 the guy that's that's all right. You're you're writing the, the practice plan. You're coming up with individual. What are we going to do? Uh, it is it is a little bit nerve wracking, and the tendency is to kind of fall back and sort of mimic those coaches that you came up under, right? Like for me, mine was to try to be my high school. My, I'm sorry, my college D line coach. Right. And talk the way he talked and do the same drills and stuff like that. And you figure out pretty quick that that doesn't work. You kind of have to be yourself. So how did you come up with that? And, and what ways did you have to establish or pave your own way as a coach, as a position coach? You know, you hit it on the head, man. That's big. It's just being yourself, man. And one thing that, you know, I, I, I pride myself on is having just a bunch of energy. I love the game of football. Like I said earlier, the game of football was taken away from me with a spinal injury. So, you know, I, I had dreams and aspirations of playing on the next level of college football. And, you know, I had opportunities to do that. But, you know, in my senior year of high school, the game was just ripped away from me. So, uh, you know, I I didn't have an opportunity to just go out, you know, like this is my last game, you know, give the flowers and stuff like that. It wasn't it wasn't a situation like that. So when the game was ripped away from from me like that, it, it put it in perspective when I got into coaching. I, and that's my message to my guys. Play the game like it's your last snap. Like you never know when this thing is going to get taken away from you. You never know when you're away from an injury. You never know what's going to happen. So, you know, you just got to make sure that you come to work every day and make sure you you do the best you can every day because you never know when this thing is going to be taken away from you. And that's the passion I, I coach with. I, I come to work every day. I love hitting the field with my guys. I love coaching them. I love loving on them. I love making sure that, you know, they, I, I'm in study hall every day. I, the way our facility is set up with my office right across from the academic center. So I love going in there and making sure they're taking care of their business and, and just being a part of their everyday lives. Well, I know that you got some video and, and stuff that you want to show us today. So I'll let you pull that up. But while you're doing that, I want to ask you this question, because uh, again, this is something that every coach uh, has to deal with. And that is sort of developing your own kind of coaching progression and how you want to go about doing things. You know, it's easy when you're a young coach to try to steal everything that you hear. And then as you kind of get older and, and, you know, mature a little bit, you kind of figure out like what you want to do. So you start pulling things that are relevant to how you want to coach. So how did you go about developing this progression that we're going to talk about today? Trial and error, you know, just really studying the game of football. Uh, paying attention, you know, I, I used to love watching Monday Night Football with John Gruden. You know, he he was a teacher of the game. I really just listening to the people and, and watching documentaries from way back in the day, like when football first started, understanding leverage, you know, when it was really just like rugby, it was just a scrum. And then just understanding how the game evolved and where the game is right now, just understanding the game of football, the history of the game, it's been big to me. Uh, so, you know, I, I I like to tell my guys, defense. we coach the defensive line, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, guys, when you think about defensive line across the, across the board, you know, people might give us a stereotype or something. You know, they might think we're just uh, low IQ levels, you know. So that's where, you know, my progression comes into play. Uh, and I tell my guys, I want y'all to be smart. And that's our, that's our acronym. And that's our teach progression is smart. So, and that's uh, going into it, you know, just understanding, you know, the S M A R T, right. The situation, right. Situation and stance. That's what we're going to start off with, right. Situation and stance. 
right? Then going into your mode, what mode are you operating out of, right? Your alignment and your assignment, your read key, where are my eyes at? And then the technique, uh, and we'll talk more about that, you know, moving forward, just, just going, getting into it, right? So, uh, you know, talking about the situation, Right. We got to understand this is division one football where big boy is big boy football. You got a, amazing offensive coordinators on the other side of the ball, you know, but they also have tendencies. Right. So, you know, during the week, I like I love to give my guys, you know, tips and reminders throughout the week, showing them the tape, you know, sh showing them like this is exactly what you're going to get. Right. So if a team is in uh, if, if they like to line up and, and duo, which is you know, two by two with the tight end off the ball in the hip and the sniffer position and the back is in the pistol, right? We know, we know uh, based on the analytics throughout the week that they like to run the stretch to the, to the wide 85% of the time. So, you know, with that being said, we, I like to think about my de defensive linemen like transformers across the line. If we playing a four man front, I like to think about them all. I, I want to give them all tools in their toolbox to be, to be successful. So, if I'm on the front side of this stretch right here, I want to make sure that I'm I'm knocking this thing back. I want to make sure I'm playing a nice attack style of football, right? But on the back side of this stretch right here, right, you you got to understand that a lot of teams they like to cut on the back side of this stretch, right? So, you know, two different, and then you know, on a on a way on the other side, you might have a a, a defensive end that that has to be in a you know the the, the defensive coordinator wanted to call you know, a movement and want to put you in a B gap, you know, but, you know, for whatever reason that the, the offense comes out in this, this uh, set where, you know, they're running stretch on the opposite side and you got to be, you, you got to go from the C to the B gap. Right. So now you got, if you look across the board, you know, you might have three different modes that you might be in. Right. So the situation, right. You got to understand what exactly you're about to get. Right. So, you know, moving forward, then that 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 right there evolves into the stance, and then the stance is directly related to, to the mold. So you kind of see we're going through our progression, right? So the situation is telling me everything I need to know, right? The down and distance, the call with the coordinator call, right? And uh, what's the down? Are, are we in a two minute or four minute situation, right? So then you get into your stance, and I I like to you talk about how did we develop this progression, and we talk about I like to put myself in the game, you know that's I've always been a daydreamer. I've been in class uh, when I was in little school. My teacher used to send back reports to my mom and my dad talking about how he was just staring off into space. You're right, Miss Cindy. I was staring off into space. I was thinking about <laughs> football. <laughs> I was thinking about football. So I, I have a unique in my head. I, I see that I like to put my myself in the game with my guys and make sure, like, thinking about the little intricacies that, that, that we have to see. So uh, so I'm I'm going through the game. I'm getting a signal, right? I'm I'm looking at the backfield set. I'm looking at the eyes of the offense lineman, the, the intentions, looking at everything, right? So uh, that's the situation, right? What what time of the game are we in? And then we go into our stance, right, right? Which is directly related to our mode, which is the next step. So S M, right? So we're talking about spelling this smart out, right? Being a smart defensive lineman, so. You know, if we're getting into attack mode, I want you in a different stance than if you were in a react or a pass mode, right? So we're talking about if you're in an attack stance, having more weight on your hand, less weight on your uh, on your feet, right? Being in a heel to toe squat uh, stagger, right? And then here go here we go. We're talking about a back squat base, right? So we're talking about 
taking it from you right now, everybody's in America is, is, is working out, talking about that base, making sure they're putting weight on the insteps of their feet, right? Putting not having a weight on the outside on you on, on uh, of your ankle, right? Rolling your ankle. Nobody's teaching that. You want to have good, good, you know, weight on the inside of your, your body, right? So we talk about that when we talk about our stance. We're getting into that, that good, nice ankle, getting, you know, produce putting those cleats, cleats in the ground and you know, projecting that energy from the ground up, right? So that's what we're talking about with our attack stance, and we're getting ready to fire off. Right. And then we get into our react mode where you might be 50 50. Right. You can see right here on this uh, PowerPoint right here. We got more. You can see this heel right here is, in, is more in the in the grass, more so than this this attack stance. Right. Because he's more he's going to be playing more lateral. Right. So if I'm on the backside of stretch, I don't want I don't want you running up the field knowing you're about to get cut. So I'm going to be in a react mode. Right. React stance. Right. So we can play more lateral. Right, give you more vision, and so you can beat that cut block. And then you got different uh, stances you can get. You got you got short yardage, right? Pass, all this, this, that, and third. And obviously, we'll get to pass, right? Uh, but we're gonna get in the blocks right there, and we're gonna have uh, more less of a less of a backspot base, and we're gonna we're gonna get more of a staggered. I would like to have his butt up just a little bit more, right? And then we get into our mode, right? Which can is, I we just can I interrupt? Can I interrupt yes, sir. Real quick on that while we're talking about the stances and different things? Yes, sir. So with those stances, is it based on the offensive formation, like pre-snap? Like, okay, they're in duo. I'm expecting I'm ex expecting stretch away. So instead of being in an attack stance, I'm going to be in a react movement stance. Or is it based on the front that you guys are in? Both. So it's the that, that situation. All right. So this, that's a great question, right? So the situation can could. It, it, it could be a different, a lot of different factors. I like to tell my guys, right, uh, you're going to get the call, right, and the defensive coordinator is going to want what he wants, right? If, if the call tells you to uh, move and uh, have a movement into another gap, right, that's what you got to do. You're going to have to get that done. But we're all, we're always born in attack mode. I want our guys to always be born in attack mode, so we're going to be using this attack stance. But like you just said, right, the, the offensive formation just told me analytically why, you know, if they like to run the the stretch to, the, uh, to this side and I'm on the back side of the stretch, I don't want to be uh, in, a, in an attack mode, right? We don't want to be running up the field when they're about to run stretch and I'm about to get cut. So we're going to, we're going to, I give them the tools. And like I said, this is division one football. We want to make sure, you know, I'm going to give them all the tools that I want them to not be robots. I want them to be cerebral football players, right? It's very smart um, and, and use those tools to their benefit, right? So the, the situation, uh, if we go back, right, the situation can be the defensive call, the down and distance. If, if they come out and duo pistol, right, and it's, it's second and 11, and, uh, you know, the, the analytics show that they, they don't like to – they might get in this formation and it's stretch, but on second and seven plus, they might be a big play action team. Let's let's play the numbers. You know what I'm saying? I want I want you to not be a uh, you know not be a, a a robot out there, right? The time in the game. So if you they line up in duo pistol and it's they need to score a, a touchdown and it's it's 57 seconds left in the game. Like we're not we're not playing around. We're not getting in a react. We're gonna we about to rush the passer. Right, so the formation and all of that stuff can dictate uh, what we're going to do 
you know, from a defensive line standpoint, right? And then obviously, you you know, I say all of this, your coordinator has to be on board with you being able to do all of this stuff, right? Um, they got to be on board with you, uh, you know, using all of these techniques. And it's a lot of teaching. And I, you know, that's that's what I, I, I love to teach, man. I love to get these guys uh, coached up. That's what the game of football is about, man, is, is creating – you know, matchups in personnel or as matchups in the run game or using a certain technique at a certain time to beat, you know, make a play. You know, that's that's what the game is about. You know, we're playing we're playing the game. Right. So uh, like we said right here, all the D linemen are born in the tech mode unless the call of the situation tells me something otherwise. Right. So uh, this mode. So you see the defensive end right here. He's the, the call. The defensive coordinator might have called uh, easy. Right. Put the put the end in the B gap, right? Uh, single gap movement. So he's in a different mode, right? Then these cats over here, they're on the front side of stretch, right? We want to cut the ball off, so they're gonna be they're gonna be in attack mode. They want to go make the play in the backfield. The ball is coming to them. Now on this side right here, he is born in attack mode. This knows, right? But he's no, he knows uh, the the tight end and then duo pistol, right? We want to make sure that we playing nice and lateral, making sure we give this guy vision so he's going to put more weight on his heels and he's going to be playing more lateral and making sure he doesn't get cut because he's going to be nine times, out of ten, nine times out of ten, he's going to be the guy that makes the play, right, uh, on the backside of the stretch, staying alive. You know, if he gets cut, you play in Appalachian State, you know, them guys, they'll they'll run this thing, they'll run the stretch and cut it, cut this guy and hit, hit it right down in your A-gap. And you'd be really, really sad when that happens. <laughs> So really it's, is this something all those guys are, are communicating pre-snap, I'm assuming, like, hey, it's duo, 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 and and they're they're making sure everybody knows that. So now I can go, okay, you know, I'm the nose, so I'm thinking I'm about to get cut because it's going to be stretched away from me, so I'm going to get into a react mode stance. Is that something that you guys are teaching them that they have to communicate pre-snap? Yeah, I want them I want them to communicate as much as possible. Um, just like the offensive line, you, you hear them guys communicate all day, every day, they eight. Hey, we we got a deuce, deuce, deuce right here, or we got an eight. We got a we got a single here, um, or we got five. You know, you see the center on film. He'll he'll tell you the protection on tape. Uh, so they're communicating, giving hand signals. You know, I don't do too much hand signaling. Uh, you know, outside of the you know in the run game, but we communicate. Uh, we'll we'll tell the offense line. We we know what the hell y'all about to run. Let's let's go. Let's line up and let let let's see who who's gonna win the rep. Right. So, uh, but yeah, we'll communicate. We'll, we'll make sure everybody's on the same page here. Right. But this knows he has got a, and this it's a big boy. He's, and like I said, he's known, he's been known since peewee football. He's been a guy that, you know, he don't like running gashes. He don't, he don't, <laughs> you know, that guy. So, uh, gotta be a cerebral guy. And then at this level and at this time in football, that guy has got to be able to move. He can't just be a big blob and, you know, just not be able to move. You got to be able to move right there. So um, big, big, big time play right here. And it's a great scheme if you run, you know, against, a, you got some big guys, you know, you want to run some outside zone against the big boys. All right. And then obviously assignment alignment. So uh, that's the A in smart, right? So uh, I like to, you know, when we talk about assignment, I like to tell them about, oh yeah, you're responsible for a gap, right? And But we, we got to know what, you know, more than that, right? So we got to know the option responsibility. Am I a die player, quarterback player? 
you know, I, it's be rare if you have a defense lineman on the pitch, but if I am a pitch player, I got to know that, right? Um, you know, then run fit responsibility. So if you get a, a kick out or somebody come and kick you out or, uh, you know, midline, am I a spill player? Am I a splatter, splatter player or box? Am I a mesh charge? Am I playing this thing fast? And then pass responsibility uh, is a, along with that, right? So, uh, you know, do I have contained or non-thrown shoulder? What, what spoke am I finishing on on the quarterback? So, uh, you know, detailing all this stuff up for these guys. Obviously, uh, if you're moving from the C to the B gap, right, you know, you're a B gap player. You got the dive. If you if you get midline, then you get uh, a, a midline wham or something like that. If they know some miraculous act of God, they know you're gonna be in a B gap at the moment, right? They got your signal or something like that. You got to be a spill player if you if you get something coming through there, and then obviously you be non-throwing shoulder on the pass responsibility. So detailing that up and then alignments. You know, I like to talk about horizontal alignments and then vertical, you know, so we got to we got to understand that, you know, where we align uh, horizontally and then uh, vertically is it's to our benefit. Right. So uh, if you look right here, this is our horizontal alignments and then we got the uh, the vertical alignment. So uh, easy stuff right here. So this is a say this is the, the center right here, the offensive center. And then this is his feet. Obviously, this is kind of drawing right here. It's kind of weird. But uh, this is his midline. This is the middle of his body, his crotch right here. So we line up right there on his crotch. My my man hand on his crotch, that'll be obviously we will be our hand in the ground, right? Right there down the midline of his body. We call that a tight alignment. If I just tell you getting a shade or a one, right? That's our base alignment. We put that hand right down the inside of his foot. Then we got our loose alignment right there on the outside of his foot. Then we get wide, which is one foot, and then a ghost if we get pass rush situation and whatnot. Then our vertical alignments, that's some uh, you know, modern, uh, modern uh, you know, forms of money. I like to describe them as is a credit card alignment, right? So we're 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 trying to crowd the ball, right? And then the bill alignment, so you it's like putting a dollar bill right there, a uh, $100 bill, and you, you about three inches. I'll just give you a little room, and we'll talk about that just for this nose down here, right? Uh, and then the bag alignment, so a lot of guys, you hear them nowadays, they say they get in a bag. So I tell them, bag up, bag up. So you get about like a computer bag, right? Get a computer bag and back that thing up, right? So we, we translate that back to our, our progression right here, right? So um, on this side right here, we're expecting the stretch. We want to, the, the strong side to stretch. We're going to be knocking that thing back. We want to be credit card alignment. We want to be, right, obviously a little looser because we don't want to get reached. We're going to be in a wide. I got a little bit more real estate out here in the C gap, right? And then we're going we're gonna to be playing attack, 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 right? We want to knock that thing back and try to create, uh, make that ball cut back, right? And then now, right, we know this, this backside guard likes to cut this nose, right? So we're going to be, tighter right to this center right so i can get hands on him right just being a cerebral football player they can't if i get hands on this center and he cuts me that's a chop block right so i'm gonna help myself out and then i'm gonna back up a little bit and then i also we talked about my stance i'm gonna be playing more lateral i'm gonna have more more uh, more cleats in the ground my heels gonna be more in the ground i'm gonna be playing more laterally and then uh you know, talking about this end over here, right? He's got to go to the B gap, man. And they're running stretch over here. So you got to be tight. You need to be tight, tight, tight. And then you need to back up a little bit to give yourself that angle to be able to uh, puncture that B gap, right? Uh, so the alignments are big for me. I, it, 
And our grade alignments, if, you, if you're not in the right alignment, we're giving you a minus because, you know, depending on where the back is, right, and we're just talking, let's stop talking about the stress. We put the back, you know, if the back's over here on the right side, you know, obviously they're about to, you know, uh, if we plan America's offense, uh, the 11 personnel offense where they, they like to run the zone or the air raid, right? We're going to be looser in our alignments over here on this side because, right, the, the ball is coming to us, right? So just understanding that and uh, being cerebral football players, being smart, right? And then the read key is real simple, right? Uh, you know, I like to talk about my, my, my primary key. I'm reading, I'm, I got the tip of this pad. Wherever I'm lined up on, uh, if I'm lined up on the center, I'm keying the tip of that pad. If I'm the three technique, I'm the outside tip of that guard. Five technique, tip of that tackle, right? Uh, but we like to talk about eye discipline, man. That's big, right? It's later on in our progression, but it's big, 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 right? It's a big, uh, is huge factor in our success, right? So we like to talk about that, that laser beam focused on the tip of that pad, but we also talk about using our peripheral vision to see that ball movement, right? So I'm I'm looking at the tip of that pad. I'll see the, through my peripheral vision, right? The, the outside vision of my eye, right? See that ball movement to activate my uh, my, my movement or my, my technique, as well as using my peripheral vision to see if the back is moving around back there in the backfield. The, the, the backfield set is, uh, changing. So if the backfield set is changing, I don't want to put my take my eyes off my key and start looking in the backfield. I want to see that all through my peripheral vision. So we train that, uh, you know, in our ball key get-offs, right, or our EDDs, right? We'll get to that in a minute, right? And then we get into our technique, which is a detailed expansion off of that mode, right? So with SM, right, the, the mode, it tells me what I need to be in. So I'm in attack. I'm in a tech uh, react or if I'm in a movement mode, the technique is just a detailed expansion off of that. On the snap of the ball, what am I, what am I using? And so we talk about this movement. If I'm in a movement mode, right, you have we, the defensive coordinator is called an easy, right? So we have to go to this B gap, right? That's a single gap movement for us. Now, they got different types of movements, right? You can go up and under, you can long stick. So that that's the the technique is the is the the long stick aspect of it or the single gap movement aspect of it, right? And then uh, you know, attack, you know, they have different, they got guys that teach a, a six-inch power step, they got guys that teach uh hits hands like myself. I, I could do I dabble in a little bit of both, right? You got react technique. Some people like to teach a true two gap when I'm in a zero, right? Lag technique more of a react, like a, a TCU uh, back in the day when they were in the frog stances and they try to truly read that thing and play in the backside A-gap or uh, they try to two-gap it, right? So different aspects of different techniques for each uh, for each mode, right? So that's a detailed expansion off. So that's our progression right there. You know, just a few clips of getting into that, that, that technique, right? So we talk about hips and hands. That's a, a attack style of play for us, right? So attack, react, right? Stopping the run. So that's the technique is, is hips and hands, right? Hips and hands. So we're in attack mode, right? And we want to make sure, so this is just one, one uh, microcosm of all the techniques we have. We got movements, we have reads, we have, you know, different types of, uh, you know, modes we can be in or techniques we can be in you know, moving forward, right? So right here, we want to uh, make sure we're playing aggressive. It's attacking style of defensive player creates not back in the opponent's backfield, right? So that's obviously what we're looking for uh, here at Northwestern State, right? 
We should be in a attack stance, having disciplined eyes, quick switch, heavy hands, full, right, hip extension. Now, this is a little different from some guys. They uh, Here's a good, great clip from Alabama. Their training camp on HBO. This is my screen. I, I recorded this from on my iPhone, right? It's a beautiful clip, right? But you can see right here, this guy's got his eyes up, his neck on a brace. He, you can see right here in, in, in the corner of this clip right here, he's got his weight on the inside of his toes. His cleats are getting balled up on his big toes. He's got his hands ready to go, right? Only thing I would say, I would like his hand to be in front of his helmet right here, right? Uh, in front of his, we don't never want our, uh, our eyes in front of our hand because if the ball was right here, we would have, we'll be off sides, right? So we'll be a little, We'll have that hand in front of our eyes right here, right? But he's got a nice flat back. He's got that offhand ready to strike, right? And uh, this is a great just – and we teach a two-foot push, right? So a lot of people, they teach a six-inch power step, and then they they get that second foot in the ground, and they redirect or they jump out them hips, and I got a lot of respect for that aspect. We we do teach that here at Northwestern State. But uh, we want to create not back, and I truly believe that you, you, you get all that energy from the ground through the midline of your body, coming through your core, and you using your hands as your hips and your hands are your the, the things that's creating that knockback. So you can see him pronating and supinating his hands, his eyes on his target. He's laying his hands. He's striking. He's doing a power clean, right, through the chest cavity of this offensive lineman, right? And you can see the hip extension coming through. And he hasn't taken a step at all yet, right? And you can see the full hip extension, right? all the way from the ground, right through his hips, through this going into the chest cavity of the offensive lineman, right? And then just on the snap of the ball, right? He's, in, he, you can see where he started at, right? You can see where he started at, right? Behind the line of scrimmage, right? This is the, the line of scrimmage, it's a great clip, man. Uh, you know, then he's, he's launching, he's doing a power clean into the chest cavity of the offensive lineman, right? And then, uh, you know, he ends up in, on, on the out of the line of scrimmage. And we just slowed that down. It's a, it's a, as soon as that rock snaps through my peripheral vision, I'm snapping, right? And I'm doing a, a, a very fast power thing into the chest cavity of the offensive lineman. So, you know, that's that's the, you know, I like to show my guys the bigger picture before we get into the smaller aspects of the of, of this technique, right? So, uh, you know, stance, we talked about it already. And then our eyes, right, is the get off, right? We, got, we take pride in the attack stance, right? We take pride, we, we work it. All right, we're getting into uh, we're making sure we're crowding the football with that that credit card alignment, right? Peripheral the ball for uh, movement, and my eyes are always below his eyes, and my hands are above my eyes, right? And that's how we talk about leverage. So this is a great clip right here, right? We talk about you know EDDs, right? This is an everyday drill, right? Talking about getting a credit card alignment, making sure that these guys understand what that looks like. So we get a side shot of this thing right here. You can swipe a credit card right there through that, through that, uh, through these guys' helmet right there between the ball, right? And then we're gonna do our. We, and you go. I make money on this right here, man. We do uh, walkthroughs on this, right? And then right here, we we go from you know if they want to motion the, the tight end over, we playing an over front, right? A four man front. We'll motion this deal over, right? Uh, and we'll walk through stuff. We'll do walkthroughs like this, right? Getting in stances, going off movement, right? If your if your guys are jumping off sides, that's on you, right? So this is an everyday drill. It's, it, it may get boring, but you hard comp them guys throughout the week, <laughs> right? And make sure they they ready to not jump off sides in the game, right? And then here we go, getting off on the rock, 
right? Hips and hands. And now we're going through, right? Making sure we all need agility bags. We got the bags just for make sure we have a good base while we uh, gaining ground in the backfield, right? And then now we're going off of movement, right? Reacting, hook, right? Getting a reaction key, hips and hands, that key, that key in my hands for movement, right? To start the drill, right? And then we're moving off of stimulus right here, making sure we uh, turning and running to the football, right? That's another really important aspect that we teach is the swarm. We call it the purple swarm defense. We want to make sure we get 11 hats to the football and punishing the ball carrier, making them want to tap out, right? Hand placement and mechanics, right? We talk about, right? My eyes are telling my hands where to go, right? So you saw it in the first clip, my eyes are telling my hands where to go, right? So, we talk about my hands above my eyes. We always talk about that, right? Pronate, supinate, right? We want to, we don't want our thumbs up and our elbows in, right? So in our stance, we're gonna have, we're gonna be pronated, right? Which means, right, I should have a downward U. If I if I put my hands together, I should have a downward U. My fingertips should be facing the other, the offensive line, right? My fingertips are on the, you know, pointed towards the offensive line. So that's a pronated position. And then when we strike the offensive lineman, we want to supinate with the thumbs up, elbows in, and then if we're shaded, we want to be attacking that midline of that offensive lineman, and then the gap side of that offensive lineman creates some shock, right? Uh, that midline hand is a very important aspect. That's the one that's going to bring the thump, right? And then that gap side hand is going to be your end form. You you make sure you, you got that in there. So we start off right now, we're in, our stand, we're in a six-point position, and we just firing off, and this is a, a easy drill to do Real quick, we're still going on ball stimulus, right? But we, we're not coming on our hips just yet, but I want them guys focusing on getting them things pronated and supinated real fast. This is like one of the first drills we do coming out of our uh, get-offs, right? Pronating and supinating, hitting that bag real fast, getting out of there with tempo, hitting that sled, uh, making sure we're getting that done. And then we'll slow it down. And this is like an OTA setting right here. Then you, So you can see him pronated just like he was in his stance, right? You got that downward U. Right, his eyes are telling his hands where to go. So that 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 progression is still rolling, right? So we here, midline gap side, great job right here by Kwame. Make sure we pronate supinate with those elbows in, right? And then here we go with a nice easy progression, right? Midline, midline gap side, midline gap side. Then we bring our feet gap, right? And then what? Secondary gap if we if we need to go into our secondary gap. And then we talk about steering right here, right? We call this fit reach, great hand placement, right? Getting extension, that's the that's the next part of it, right? Once I get that them hands in there, I wanna create extension, create knockback, get that thing locked out, right? As I start to peek through that gap, right? I wanna keep his ass locked out, right? Don't wanna uh, bring that elbow in, don't wanna uh, re-bend that elbow, bring him into my body, right? So we work on steering this thing right here, right? And then from a stance, we just keep progressing it, right? So we just, boom, midline, you can see right here with his hands, right? Big Mo, you can see that midline. You can see uh, we slow this thing down, right? That thumb up, that elbow in right there in that, that, that midline of his body, right? Right there. If that thing slips up, I'm going to start choking him out, all right? Grabbing that neck. Y'all didn't hear that, right? We want to make sure we, we want to torture this guy, right? And then here's a great clip, right? Trev Miller, right, against Georgia Southern. Boom, sit his ass down. Right, creating violent, right, make him stop his feet, midline gap side, make a play, right? Rest of them getting to the ball, right? Violent strike, right? We watching Ringo right here. He he's playing uh number 70. He plays for the Saints right now. Uh, had the pleasure of coaching him at the University of Louisiana, right? 
talk about, man, just lifting a guy up and telling him what the hell to do, right? With that strong midline hand, baptizing his ass, right? Now we're getting off a block and making a play, right? So that's what we, that's, 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 them hands got to be, you got to want to choke somebody out, right? And we starting to get a little, a little uh, R-rated right now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're all good. That I mean, it's hard to coach this position and play this position right. without that mentality. So mm-hmm. you have to be violent with your hands. And I'll, I'll just take this moment to kind of interject here. I, I think in, in years past, I spent a lot of time probably over coaching a first step and, and sort of what you're talking about kind of affir- reaffirms it, but that if you really take the focus off of that and focus on those hips and hands, that, t- that step usually takes care of itself. Um, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, man, wherever, if you get in a stance and you throw your hands and your hips in any direction, that's your, your feet are going to follow you, man. <laughs> your feet are going to follow you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, great stuff there. And that's, um, I'm, I'm actually coaching linebackers now, but uh, there towards the, uh, the end, coaching those D linemen, we, we stopped worrying about that as much and really focusing on hips and hands and, and saw a lot of improvement with us, our initial punch off the ball, which is huge, uh, you know, obviously for any D lineman. Big, huge, 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 huge. And like I said, a lot of guys teach us six-inch power stuff, and I, I actually teach it as well. And it's just easy. It's, it's To me, If you, it's a, it's a lot more teaching. It's, you know, guys, they're not going to be used to this technique, right? And, you know, you got to do a lot of teaching. You got to have a lot of conviction in order to – uh, keep teaching it because it's a guys are not going to look how you want them to look right there. Day one is going to look bad, but you got to have that stuff on film and coach these guys up on that stuff. And uh, once it, once you get it cooking, man, it's like some good gumbo, man. Like hey, good gumbo. I, I hear you. So you, you showed us a few of your, your drills that you're working through there. Uh, talk to us about those drills and kind of the, the, the progression that you use with those, um, you know, are you using a lot of, a lot of the post mounts or the sleds and, and you're starting out in a six point progression and working your way up where talk to us about some of your drills that, that, uh, that you showed us. Yeah. So I'm always, uh, you know, beginning, starting, starting things off, man, I'm going to have them guys start off and, and I'll find if, if we don't have a sled and I love talking to, you know, uh, high school coaches and that's why I coach Smith, uh, you know, a huge mentor to me. He's, he's from the Delta Mississippi. He, he was, he's always talking about like being creative and being, you know, if you at a, if you're at a program with not a whole a big budget for equipment and being creative and finding stuff, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have a pad on a wall and start, start getting some six point explosion going, like uh, finding things. We don't need a whole bunch of equipment to get this, get this work. Right. So, but I, I like to start these guys off, especially with, so we're getting into some explosion right here, some uh, six-point explosion right here. I like to take the, their feet away, right? So we're talking about, right, hands and eyes, right? And then now we're talking about the hips, right? So you want to take those feet away from them guys just so you get the upper body, the eyes trained. You want to make sure you get them, them hand, those hands trained, right? And then you want to for sure make sure that uh, – you know, th- that those hips are coming because that's was that's where, you know, just, you know the, them hips is where the, the power is. So, you know, talking about th- this drill right here. So we're talking about a six-point hip explosion, right? And there's a lot of teaching in here too. Now, if you, you're not just hitting the sled, we're trying to do it with some with some, uh, with some some uh, purpose, right? 
So right here, we're going to make sure we keep talking about pronating and supinating these hands. So he's got his hands pronated right now, right now. And then he's going to supinate them on the snap, right? So we have a ball key going on in here, right? Uh, and then here we go. We got the hips following those hands. We got those eyes up. We want to make sure we keep our eyes on that offensive lineman. And we want to keep those that neck on a brace, right? And then we, are, we obviously got somebody behind them, locked them in, locking them in, right, with his cleat. Make sure those uh, heels don't come up and extend these hamstrings. You take some stress off those hamstrings, right? So that's a great clip right here. Now we're getting into that's a in the pretty same picture. Video. Yeah, a really great picture right here. So, and then right here, so we got uh, Jason Williams right here, All American off the edge at Austin P. Right, really explosive guy. Right, he jumps off the he jumps off the rock. Right, and he comes off of the. Uh, you know, we, we call this locking a man with the with Josephus right here. He's got him locked in, but he jumps off the ball, right? And he's shooting those hips, right? Only thing I would say about him right here, he's, he's, you can tell a lot by the, you know, you want to take a line right here and you want to go right there through the offensive line, uh, offensive line or this pad right here, right? So his head, he starts to go up, right? And we don't want to, that's, that's our pad level rising up. You can see Gale over here, he's going more out and then uh, – He's going more up, but I love the explosion. It's a great clip to show explosion. Those hips are coming, and that, that sled doesn't want no more of that deal right there. So, And then here we go at, uh, at Northwestern State. Explosion, right? Hands from the ground to the man going on movements. We always want to go on movement, right? We start off a movement, right? Getting getting off on the rock, and now we, we get into our hands and our hips, right? Uh, and then, like I said, getting creative, right? So you, you medicine ball, right? I, I like to I love to use medicine balls, even in pass rush. I like we talk about turning, you know, big turn of those shoulders and hips, right? So we talk about using the medicine ball. So pressing into this medicine ball with the palm of our hand, the butt of our hands, and then using it right, really keeping these hand, this, 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 uh, this arm, these arms straight, right? And just and these these things, these medicine balls, they're not 20 pounds or nothing like that. It's about six or eight pounds, right? And I want you to focus on firing your hips, right? And letting this thing just do what it does, right? And it's it's, it's like a trust fall. Just, just fire your hips and see what happens. And then so we have guys lined up right in front of them. And then here you go. So now you're getting, right, those hands coming, right? You got the neck on the brace. You can see this is Dunbar right here. This is Carl Michael Dunbar. He's uh, he's doing a phenomenal job coaching right now uh, with the uh, Florida Gators. Coach Napier brought him over there to be a strength coach, right? He's coaching the big boys over there in Florida, right? But he he's a fundamentalist, right? So here it is. You see the full hip extension, right? And then medicine ball just provides a little bit of you know resistance to get that done, but them guys did a hell of a job. Yeah, I, I like I like that. It's a lot like uh, like kettlebell swings in the weight room, you know, That's kind right. of letting your hips explosion move the kettlebell, and, and there you're letting those hips move that move that ball to put the emphasis on that. I like oh, that yeah. a lot. That's a that's yeah. a that's a great drill. Yeah, and just being resourceful, man. Just just using whatever you can to to get the job done, right? So we, now we give them back their feet. They've been in the six point the whole time. Right now we give them their feet. Now. We want to see the same thing. We want to see hips and hands, right? We want to make sure that we're getting the same thing, right? And we, like I said, I like to tell these guys, right, when we're teaching this technique, right, you got a block of cement, right? That just, somebody just poured a block of cement and you just stuck your feet in there and you just let it get hard, right? Not, I don't want you to move them feet just yet, right? We want to make sure we're getting full hip extension, right? 
right? The the our hands are above our eyes, right? We got our eyes up, neck on the brace, getting that full extension from those Achilles all the way to them, them phalanges up there, right? Full extension. Then we're getting on this uh this sled right here where you got to see. I like to hit different types of sleds. So this one is going up, right? And then this one right here, Zion Hill, he's uh, still at uh, University of Louisiana, number four. He's done a hell of a job over there right now. He uh, should, should get a look at the lead next year, right? But going in. Pressing that thing in, I would love to see his neck on a brace right here, get his eyes up, right? But he's still getting full hip extension right here. Same thing right here with Maurice Campbell here at uh, Northwestern State. Here we go, right? Full hip extension, right? You can see he's starting to buckle just a little bit. That's that's the, this right here. We got to work on that core, and that's what we're working on, right? But look at Gino over here. Great extension, right? Getting that thing locked in. Would like this thing, his head more on a brace, right? A great job right here. Now we got y'all, but see, he's starting to take a step right here. That, that, that see, it naturally happens. If you talk about a six-inch power step, that, that six-inch power step is going to come, right? But we want to look at Donovan Green over here, right? That That's that's a beautiful picture right there of, of the hip extension, right? Going from the ground to the man, right? And then we're going to give him, we're going to, and like I said, you could hit it in different ways, different sleds, right? If you just got pop-ups at your school and you don't have a ball on the stick, you use your script. Right, do whatever you gotta do. Right, we want to make now we got them under the shoot. Make sure they don't go up. Right, so we're talking about this pad level. We want to make sure we're going out, not up. Right, boom, boom. Right, so Nate, see how Nate doesn't. He, I want him to leave his feet, but he's he's not trusting it all the way. Right, I love to close off these bad clips. Right, so we should get right. Come on back here. Let's make sure we get this thing right. Yep, now we're getting it right. Right, so. We get that full extension, right? That's beautiful. That's a beautiful shot right there, right? Same deal right here, right? So we we working off off a goalpost. So it's different things. So like you saying, being resourceful, making sure we hitting, you know, we can hit it all different ways, right? And then here we go. We're playing Louisiana Tech, right? Create knockback, right? This is a two gap, uh, two gap technique, right? Primary, secondary, make the play, create knockback, making that back have to run the run the hoop. Right, and then now I'm gonna give them back their feet, right? So we hit the sled, right? Now we come out with full hip extension. Now I got this bag, this agility bag between their legs and we're hitting the sled, right? We're still gonna fire off, boom, right? And we wanna activate those feet, activate those feet, activate those feet, now we're out, right? And then here we go, right? So this is one of my favorite drills right here, right? So we we hit the sled, boom, make sure we, we land out, so we call it, uh, three-point layout, right? And then I call it a BPR, buzz, peak, release, right? So we're going to work our full progression. We're going we're gonna to make sure we get, so on the snap of the ball, these guys should already, boom. Explosion, just like we've been doing, right? Then I got the whistle right here, all right? And then we get one whistle, buzz, right? Two whistles, peak, right? And then the third whistle, release, right? Working our full progression, right? Good job right here by Lolo Brown, Logan Brown right here. He got to get his eyes up and his neck on the brace, right? Good job right here by Gino, right? Great picture right here, right? And then we're going to, right, buzz, peak, and then release off the block, right? So that's our progression right there. That's the that's our hips and hands progression right there, right? Always going off of stimulus, right? If you don't have a GA like me, right, get you guys that's back in the line, right? Let's, let's snap the ball. We got to make sure we're getting all those little things done in practice, right? Buzz peak release, right? And I might, I might go into a secondary gap, 
you know, uh, to to do a little teaching on that, right? But that's our progression, right? That's a and that's just one, right? Hips and hands, right? A tap mode, we can go, you know, infinity and beyond with this stuff, right? And going to movement and uh, and all that good stuff. Um, okay, so coach, that that is uh, that's some great stuff. And and if I'm a if I'm a young defensive line coach and I'm kind of searching this spring for, man, how do I go about establishing my 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 coaching progression or or you know what I'm going to do and, and where where do I start with these guys? I mean, that's it. That's 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 where you start. And and whether you've been doing this for two or three years or for twenty years, I mean, that's that's the stuff that um, that you you never you never get away from. You know, you you gotta you gotta make sure you're emphasizing that stuff daily, and those are some great drills. Um, when you're when you're kind of studying and looking around in the off season and, and checking out different guys and what they're doing, who are some other D line coaches that you like to that you like to check out or study? Um, you know, just when you're looking at you know how they coach things and how they how they how they do things with their D lines. Man, I love um, my guy Brandon Jordan. Man, that's has been my guy since uh, you know he trained me in, in uh, high school, uh, and he just got his first uh, his real big break at Michigan State. Uh, you I, know, that's yeah. one of my best friends. Yeah, so New he, Orleans native too, right? New Orleans native, man. Yeah, he, uh, you know his story is unbelievable. You know, uh, he we kind of have a similar story, you know, but uh, he. He is a like a creative, really creative guy. Just like we talked about, like you don't need a whole bunch of equipment. You know, he'll have shoes out there, you know, cleats, and he'll be. But you know, I love bouncing ideas off of guys like that. Um, and then you know, I'm always looking at uh, uh, Coach Henny from the Rams. Uh, you know, Coach Kiffin. You know, I worked under him. Uh, I did a minority internship with uh, him at the with the Cleveland Browns. Um, just the the amount of teeth, the, the detail. When I was with those guys, uh, you know, he was talking just 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 like we just did. He's talking to Miles Garrett about pronating and supinating, uh, making sure that they hitting the details. Uh, you know, Pete Jenkins. I always watch his stuff. Uh, you know, I got a million clips. You know, on my hard drive from him. Uh, you know, making sure we. You know, he he changed the game, defensive line and play. So I I always love to you know go back and see what he what he taught. You know, uh, and then you know of course just like you know these guys, these air raid guys, you know, evolving the game. We want to make sure this next generation of defensive line coaches, you know, we 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 make sure we're paying the game some respect and trying to be creative and but also paying attention to the fundamentals, right? Uh, you know that we're never going to run away from those fundamentals. Watching the ball, you know, getting off like you. You know, as a young coach, you you might think you got it figured out, you know, but when you're, you you don't do get offs for two weeks and see what happens, <laughs> you know. So we, yeah, that's right, uh, that's right. So that's that's where we're at with it, man. Trying to trying to you know make sure we're respecting the game and doing it the right way. All right, coach. Well, I, I want to uh, make sure we before we get you out of here today that we we close out with some rapid fire questions and put you under the gun a little bit. So yeah, uh, what do you say? You down for some of that? Let's go. All right, cool. Well, we've already alluded to the fact that you're a New Orleans native. So, and and obviously, D-line coaches, we like to eat. So, what I want to hear is, is what's your favorite New Orleans dish? You know, it's, it's got to be something blackened or, you know, something spicy, crawfish, something. But what's your favorite New Orleans dish? <sighs> got to go with Eugene's red beans, man. That's uh, my dad's red beans. Uh, 
you know, second to none, man, the second to none, uh, you know, and, and it's hard, you know, going to a restaurant or something like that in New Orleans or eat anywhere, you know, and getting some red beans because it's, it's just not the same, man. That's those red beans and rice with, with some chicken, man. It's hard to beat. <laughs> it's what's, hard to what, beat. what's the secret? Like, what's the secret to, to the red beans and rice that your dad makes? Like, what's the, what's the separate? Can you, can you share that? He, yeah, he'll probably yeah. kill me, but I'll tell you, man, it's uh the smoked meat. I think it's uh smoked like uh smoked turkey necks or anything smoked, adding smoke some smoke, uh and then time you and you can't get it out the the you can't get the beans out the can, man. You gotta you gotta be willing to put a little time in, have some time, spend some time with it and uh make sure those beans get nice and tender, starting off from scratch, you know. Oh man, that's good stuff right there. I'm kind of <laughs> ready to if you could, if you could send me a bowl of uh, your dad's red beans and rice, I think. Oh, we got to make the, that hit the spot right now. Okay, <laughs> we're going to keep the New Orleans theme going. So, uh, New Orleans Saints are in a little bit of a, a kind of a, a transitional period right now. Okay, so what what what's their move at quarterback? What do they need to, need to do at quarterback in order to ensure that they can continue to not only be relevant uh, in the NFC and in the NFL, but but take that next step and be a Super Bowl caliber team again. They need to go get a. Uh, they need to go get Russell Wilson. Man. They need to go get Russell Wilson uh, or Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron, I think Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, if I was at New Orleans Saints, I would sell to him. Man, you don't have to. That last game you just played in Lambeau. I know it's Lambeau Field. You played enough games in Lambeau. Let's let's start playing some games indoors and let's see. You know if that if the uh, the dome could be a little bit more of an advantage for you, so you don't have to uh, throw the ball and have uh, you know frost bit fingertips you know trying to throw that rock yeah you know hey and maybe sending some red beans and rice might be a good move oh. on your part to kind of help entice <laughs> and bring him down here a little that's uh, right I'm, I'm sure he's not getting that up in wisconsin oh no you're not getting that in wisconsin okay here, here's the uh here's the next question for you ex-student coach xga um what's you know we've all been there it's it's late at night or it's it's in the afternoon we're breaking down film our eyeballs are falling out of our head What's your best technique for staying awake, staying alert uh, when watching film, breaking down film? You've been doing it for a while. What's your What's your best technique for staying awake uh, in those times when it's really difficult? Uh, just referring back to uh, you know my my in high school, I worked on a, a you know Coach Renata, man. That was my freshman football coach. Uh, he was a hard nosed coach, but he owned a, a tomato farm. Um, and you know, if you know anything about Louisiana, you know, it's hot. And I worked on that tomato farm during the summertime and, uh, you know, it's not fun. It is not fun. It's hard labor, you know? So when I'm, you know, in a situation where I'm, I, if I'm thinking like I got it hard or something like that, and I'm in the AC, right. I, you know, I'll slap myself because I know, you know, they got pe grown people out there, you know, uh, picking tomatoes on their hands and knees, uh, and, you know, so I, I'll, I'll use that as motivation. You know, you know, I'm very fortunate to be able in the position that I, I'm doing something I really love to do. Right. So I, and then uh, if it gets really bad, I'll, I use the old fashioned technique of just standing up and going to the back of the room and making sure I don't fall asleep. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you ought to give, get you a can of tomatoes or something, put it on your desk, kind of help, <laughs> you, help remind you tomato farm, baby. That's where I could be right now. Oh man. Uh, okay. Next one. So, um, are on game days, sideline or press box for you? Oh, that's a hard one, man. That's a hard one because I love I I love the fact that you could 
you know, when you're on the field, you you could get into it with your guys. Like, you could feel the emotions on the sideline, and I think uh, that has a lot to do with it. Managing the sideline is big to me. Uh, but the game, you can see the game a lot, you know, just being able to see the game a lot better in the press box. Uh, but I, I want to be down there in the trenches with my guys. So I'm going to be on, I'm going to pick the field, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Most, most of the time, you know, D line coaches got to be on the sideline and they're the juice guys and, and they got to be the ones that, that gets everybody going. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm with you on that one. Uh, okay. Uh, when it comes to, to game day, uh, what's your, what's on your game day playlist? Oh man. So I, you know, in the beginning of the day, I, I, I usually slow it down a little bit. I'm either, you know, some uh some some worship music or something like that to start the day off, get my mind right, make sure we we paying respects, uh, you know, giving glory to God, or you know, I might go with some uh some Luke Combs or something like that to slow it down. Uh some Zach Brown band, and then when we get when we get close to the uh game time, it gets it gets kind of uh it gets it gets <laughs> it gets live, man. We might go uh we might go with some little baby. We might uh you know, we go all over the place. It's going to be some type of hip hop and R&B or uh, not R&B, but just some type of uh, hip hop, uh, you know, some Drake or Lil Wayne or something. I love Lil Wayne, the throwback Lil Wayne, not the Lil Wayne right now. He's kind of falling off the cliff a little bit, but, you know, the 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 old school 2005 free Katrina uh, Lil Wayne is, is always great. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay, so this this next question kind of takes on some new relevance because I actually today heard this as a topic being debated on sports radio, you know, with uh, OBJ tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl about how that that football needs to do away with turf fields and instead go back Ooh. to just everyone being on grass. So Ooh. give us your opinion on that. Turf, grass, should we should we should everyone be turf, everyone be grass? Leave it up to to each school. What do you think? Let's go traditional, man. Let's 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 put that grass back on the field, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a traditional guy. Like I said, I love the, the history of the game. I love, man. The, you know, when you play little league, you got the the grass stains. That's how you knew if you played or not. Um, you know, if you if you had some stains on you in your uniform, I know it's a pain to ask for the equipment guys. They probably don't want us to say that, but let's 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 get the grass back going, man. Yeah, I, uh, I I've said before on this podcast that that there's nothing like a a a grass field that's really nice, you know. And now on the high school high school level, that's kind of rare, um, and even on the small colleges. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if I'm ready to say everyone's got to be grass. Um, right. Maybe they just need to make some improvements in the turf itself to, to make it where it's a little more. What like you think grass it is, man? It's, it's the give? What's, what you think I, it yeah, is? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And it, I don't know if it's the way that those guys are training or maybe it's the, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that, um, I think that to, to make everyone go to grass would be kind of a drastic move, you know, but um, yeah, there's, there's something to it though. They, it, it's something that they need to, to look into and evaluate, but um, you're right. When you when you play on a field that's really well manicured and and you know um, really kept up nice, that's 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 hard to beat. Okay, we'll, we'll get you out of here on this one. So um, all of us, we're in the off season. We're, we're looking to improve, looking to get better. So what are some things like whether it's a book or a podcast or a documentary? If if, if some people are into that, what's what's something you would recommend these guys checking out this off season if they want to? Uh, improve themselves as a coach or as a person what you got for us 
yeah, just reading, man. I, I've been, that's where one one thing that I've been trying to do a lot of lot more of, and and also listening to podcasts. So it's an honor to be on a. This is my first podcast ever being on a podcast. So you know, uh, you know, really fired up about that. But reading, uh, you know, learning about how you can be a a better leader. Um, I think you can always uh, grow in that department. Also, you could learn, uh, you know, just about you know your spiritual side, you know, self self development as well as you know the culture of your team. Um, I think that's the key to this whole thing, man. You want to win, winning. The fun is in the winning. Um, so you you know you want to make sure that your culture is phenomenal. You want to make sure that you your guys are coming to work every day. Um, and how you do that? How how does that? How, and that's the, the that's the the main thing to me is making sure that that culture is right. You know, so you know, always researching on that and uh, seeing how we can improve. You know, from the inside out. Well, coach, that's a uh, great stuff today, and really enjoyed uh, you know walking through your progression with you and picking up some things and some drills and different ways of coaching things from you. And and uh, just want to wish you and and the uh, Northwestern State Demons the best of luck in 2022. Let's go, man. Thanks again to Coach Beckwith for joining us today. He is a great follow on Twitter. So if you're not already following him, uh, make sure you do so at DL Coach Beck. And also let him know you heard him here on KYPD. Make sure you're following us as well at KYPD Podcast. And if you have any input on the podcast, like topics you want to hear us, a cover or guest you'd like to hear from, then send us an email at kypdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us on Twitter. Again, we're at KYPD Podcast. Also, if you're on Twitter and want another way to you know, sharpen up on some D-line play, then you need to check out Disruption Chat hosted by Coach Peter Noonan on Tuesday nights at 7.30 Central. They have one going off tonight if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, but you can find that by searching hashtag Disruption Chat on Twitter. So jump in on that. That's a great opportunity to network with some other coaches and uh, just discuss some different aspects pertaining to defensive line play. And Coach Noonan always does a great job with that. Also, Coach Jeremy Hawkins, he, he can be find, you can find him on Twitter uh, at Coach J Hawkins. He's also a great follow. And, and he's held a couple of D-line talks through Twitter spaces re recently, uh, which I've heard have been really good. So be on the lookout for those as well. Coach Hawkins is a former guest of this podcast and and a great person and coach and, and, and a, a great uh, source for D-line coaches as well. So give him a follow and, and uh, check out some of his stuff. Our quote of the day is this. Victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. And that is a wrap for this episode of KYPD. Thank you again for checking us out. Hey, and remember, if you're liking what you're hearing, then go and give us a five-star rating and a review and help us spread the word about what we got going on here with our podcast. Until next week, have a great week. Bring the juice wherever you are. But most importantly, always remember, keep your pads down.